Welcome to the Grow Your Business and Grow Your Wealth podcast with Gary Helt. Gary is an expert in helping business owners put together a plan that will provide a better future for their businesses, themselves, and their families. On the podcast, Gary interviews other professionals who share his vision, and together they share secrets and strategies any business owner can use to build a better financial foundation for your business and your life. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, our guest is Barbara Trapp with Zen Your Den. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you so much, Gary. Great to be here. So tell me, so obviously you didn't get into just start out from a little kid being uh, a professional organizer. Where, you know, kind of tell us some about your background. Sure. I have a training background, um, training and quality. So um, my last big real job with a big company was as training and quality manager, um, along with coordinating the training for the employees and management training. I was also teaching technology classes, Microsoft Word, um, all the Microsoft programs, also some uh, special company uh, tech programs and apps that they had. And I was running the internship recruitment program. Oh, wow. It was kind of an interesting mix, but it was a privately owned company. So it was wonderful because I the the I didn't have to go very far to um to get permission to do things. And I had a lot of um a lot of freedom in what I put together. So it was great. And I, I did um interview, hire, and recruit over 500 college interns from the United States and overseas, helped them find housing, helped them room up together, and um kind of was like mother hen as well. So right. <laughs> I got them oriented. So obviously doing all of that, that stuff, you had to be organized to deal with that many people, you know, interviews, so forth and so on. And, and also with the training. So what made you go to the side of being a professional organizer? Well, um, and first of all, I want to mention that maybe 20, 30 years ago, I would have hired a professional organizer. I could have used one at home just right. because I was overwhelmed. I had a lot to do. I was working full time. I was married. I had a little little kid and I was doing the runs to you know daycare and back and juggling uh, my work. And uh, technology was just really kind of coming out and uh there were, it wasn't as quite as automated as it is today. So it was just the hours were long and it was tiring. But, um, but the company that I worked for a long time uh, did a great job. It was a, it was really beautiful resort on an Island. And um, just with the recession, all those things, it just kind of circled the, the drain and went bankrupt. So um, I actually helped with my team, um, move over to the new company that bought us. And then two months later, I was in the first round of managers to, to get laid off. Oh, so nice. kind of expecting it. Right. Um, you know, it's still a shock. So I had a, a, what they call the pink slip scar for a while, but then I just started jumping in and figuring out, okay, all this stuff I've done for other people and this other companies and departments if I put all that time and more energy together, what could I do for my own business? Mm -hmm. There's got to be something. So I did some part-time stuff and I was all leaning towards organizing and I didn't even know it at the time. Um, but in uh, 2016, I was working at another company 
And I, um, it was really a kind of a toxic environment. So I quit my job. I packed my car. I drove around the country thinking I'd be gone for a couple of weeks to visit my brother in California and I'm in Florida. And, um, but it just kind of, I just kept driving <laughs> and I just, I went, I kind of uh, went around the perimeter of the lower 48 and then ended up in my parents' house. Um, and I thought I'd be there for about a week helping them order some things like a new stove, maybe a kitchen table. Well, it turned into a two month long home renovation project. Because every time like I moved a set of drapes, there was a cracked window. And then I saw the drapes and there's like, there it's all torn up. Um, there's, I open the back door and dust falls out the bottom. It's like, and my mother said, could you just stay long enough to get us, uh, get wood floors down the hallway and into the bedroom. And there were, we didn't know it at the time, but there was nasty 50, 60 year old carpet in there, but there were actually two layers oh. of carpet and padding. <laughs> so um, I had to put them in hotels twice and get the place gutted. Uh, we got wood floors throughout. We had, there was asbestos. I had to hire a structural engineer, all this stuff that I've never done before. And, um, but got it all done, had everything painted, new wood floors, but I also had to take everything out of the house except for the furniture. And I was coming across um, piles of paper, bills in the closet, and just stuff everywhere and move it into the garage and sort through. So, uh, but two months later, got them in the house and the, the neighbors were wondering what was wrong because they thought, did somebody die? Are you moving? They just assumed because usually you don't do that kind of right. stuff unless you're selling a house. <laughs> um, but it was... It was a great thing to do because they were able to enjoy their home even more for the last few years that they were in it. Um, and I was making it um, easier for my father to age in place there. So um, he lived a few more years. And then um, last year, I moved my mother down to, to Florida and had to downsize and get everything. That was that was a whole other thing. So I've moved 23 times and three of them were last year alone. Oh, wow. But um, but back to that trip around the country, one of the things I wanted to do while I was on the trip was figure out what I was going to do for a career. And on the way, I was listening to all these top business books. Um, and by the time I got to the Florida Georgia border, when I was coming back home, I heard the term professional organizer and I pulled off the road because I thought, I think that's it. <laughs> and I it was raining and I was. I pulled off the 95 and I am, um, and I just started looking it up. I thought, this is it. I know what I want to do. And it's been perfect. It was a way to kind of combine everything that I had been doing and uh, in a really unique way and helpful way for people. Right. You know, you, you've talked a lot about, you know, on the personal side of helping organize, you know, with your parents and things like that. Mm -hmm. how, how does this translate into the business world? Well, I do have, uh, I have both types of clients. I have clients that I work with who are at home and then clients who are working on their business. And, you know, as a small business owner and a new one at that, I had a lot to learn. And I really had, a, I did all this research to figure out where do I start? And a lot of people will jump in 
and they're growing it and they're like, yippee, I've got this business and everything's great. And I'm working a hundred hours a week. Right. This is not going to last. So I, I think that that is at some point where people are so busy, they don't have time. They're working in their business rather than, than on their business. And right. it's important to really be able to step back and look at it. So um, I have one client that I worked with who was working those crazy hours and um, his dream was to be on a sailboat if he wanted to be with his family ten in within at least 10 years and his business is running itself. Um, his hours have definitely, he's probably cut his hours in half, more than half in the past three years, tripled his business, he's working less and the business is doing better. So there were three big things about that. And the, it's and it's more like uh, what not to do. And I'd say number one is, doing it all yourself. You may think that, Hey, this is great. It's all my, it's my baby. I can do everything, but you're going to get really worn out and exhausted. Um, another one is not having a schedule. So if you, um, if you're working from home or you have your own business or at least some autonomy on what you're doing, it's really important to have a schedule and block and blocking out your time during the week. That is one thing I do with new business clients, um, new clients in general is to say, okay, let's, let's see how all your time is being spent now mm -hmm. and let's figure out how we can condense things and um, do some time blocking so that you can have some time back. Cause it's no good if you're working between 6am and 11pm at night or worse. <laughs> I mean, I think lots of times, you know, as a business owner, lots of times we get to the end of the day and it's like, okay, what did I do? Yeah. And I think lots of times, you know, because we may not be organized all the time, um, it, it, it does. You you get to the end of the day and you're like, Jesus, you know, what did I get done today? Um, you know, and I, I know that that happened. It happens to me quite often. Um, and it's just like, you know, and I feel that I do a fairly good job of blocking out time and stuff like that. But but again, it still happens um, with that. What do you what do you do? You have some tools, some tricks, some things like that to, to help people with that? Uh, absolutely. Um, one of the first questions I ask is, you know, what is your what's your schedule? How do you keep track of your schedule? What kind of planning system do you have? Mm -hmm. And um, as much as I love technology, and I really got into it in, um, years ago, and a few years ago, I was trying to figure out what's the best to-do app out there. I just loved all the apps that were on the iPhone. I thought, I'm, I'm going to test them all out for a month and then pick one. And I did that, and I picked one. I announced it on Facebook. And a week later, I still have scraps of notepaper that I'm scribbling on. <laughs> so... What I've found is most people are at least a hybrid of paper and digital. Um, I like, I use something called the full focus planner. So I'm a full focus planner certified pro. That's a mouthful. I've been using this planner though for almost five years. And, um, you know, if you have, if, if you have sticky notes everywhere or you're writing on scraps of envelopes or whatever, you're a paper planner person, whether you like it or not, that's just natural. And I love crossing things off. I love writing them down. Now, that being said, I have, you know, all of my appointments are in a calendar and I have reminders set. They're on, they're all digital. 
So I kind of use a hybrid. I also have a, um, I use notes or, or uh, reminders on my iPhone. And I know that um, um, other phone systems have, um, Androids have that option too. So things like just monotonous things like, you know, every other week is recycling. I don't want to forget that. So my, Tuesday, Monday nights put out recycling every other week, things like that. I'll have daily, weekly, bi-weekly and monthly reminders. Even annual reminders like to uh, record my mileage on January 1st um, or change out smoke detectors or um, change out the air filter in the AC unit and put in a cup of vinegar. It's You need a place to put all that stuff. So it's really kind of three tools, the calendar, um, online calendar, the planner, and then uh, reminders on my phone. So I always try to get people into a planning system first and this particular system is quarterly and uh, we start setting goals. I show them how to, to use that. And we even start with like a um, grass catcher list, like get everything out of your head, all these papers that remind you of something you have to do. Let's get them on one piece of paper and then move them into the planner. Right, that's a, that's a yeah. big task. Oh, it's a lot to get it started, but Everybody who uses it uh, within a couple of weeks, they like, like they, they say, ah, I am, I have so much less anxiety. You just brought my anxiety level down from here to here. And I said, no, you did that. And it's in the planner. And now you're not going to forget things. So when do you have this planner? You have it with you always. So even if I go to the grocery store, don't take it in the store, but it's in the front seat of my car. So if I remember something, I can quickly write it down. Right. What do you What do you think that um, in, in dealing with small business? What do you think uh, the biggest mistake or one of the biggest mistakes um, that owners are making? I think not planning into the future or really envisioning what they want it to be like five, ten years mm -hmm. from now. So. One of the other things I have a business owner do is we make an organizational chart. Um, been doing that for a while. In fact, with my old company, I was um, making organizational charts a couple decades ago and I did them for every department. It was over 40. And every year we redid the charts. I'd send them out for updates. So I recommend having that. Even if it's just you, we're going to make an organizational chart with the ideal positions you would have in your company. Now, maybe you're filling every position, right? <laughs> but we're going to make a job description for each one of those jobs. And then you're slowly going to fill them, starting with an assistant, whether it's a local somebody or virtual assistants. I have two part-time virtual assistants um, and it's just awesome. I'm, I'm always thinking of how I can use them better. Any, anything I have to do, I think, can I, can they do that? Right. And it's great to have somebody to say, um, I'll let you figure that out too. <laughs> so if you have someone you can say that too, that is right. a very valuable person. Right. Yeah. I mean, I always think that, that as a, as an owner and things like that, our, our time and not to say that somebody else's time isn't as valuable as ours, Mm -hmm. But our time is more valuable because we we're supposedly the ones with the big brains and 
you know, we're, we're thinking and developing and right. where do we go next and things like that. So if there is something that we can um, uh, delegate to somebody that's working with us, then I think that that makes a big difference and and what we're able to get accomplished also. Absolutely. So when I'm asking somebody to uh, go through the exercise of tracking their time, say for a week, at the end of the, you know, the next week, we're going to look at it, assess it, figure out how to time block. And we're also going to pick out things, identify things that could go on another job description, whether it's a virtual assistant or somebody else, or, um, you know, should they even be doing it? Um, we might also look to see if they're selling a product or service or something. We look to see what has the highest, um, what's the highest profit margin and do more of that at least to, to get money flowing in and uh, making that those things a priority. Right. You know, so, so going through, because as you're saying that I, I kind of go back to the A, B, C and D clients and sometimes the D clients need to be done, mm -hmm. uh, you know, yep. type thing, because obviously you want to have more A clients than, sure. than anything else. But you still got to be limited to that because of, of your time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How do you help them prioritize the tasks that they need to do to be successful? So, first of all, with the, this planning system, you have room to write down like 15 things if you want to for each day. Um, but we always, and I say, fine, write them all down. But you're going to identify the top three things. And that's out there a lot. You'll hear different people say, um, oh, what's the one thing? There's a great book on that, the one thing. Right. Um, and then the top three, and I'm big on the top three. So I always have more on my list than I'm going to get done. <laughs> so my goal is to keep cutting. And, and I'm always pruning it away, thinking, okay, I only have time for two more things. What can I move to tomorrow? So even with errands and time, because I'll think, okay, I have too much on my schedule today. What can I cut? What can I cut? Um, but figuring out those top three things and you think, what's going to make the biggest difference in the future? Um, what is going to move you closer to your goal? And uh, what's something for your, that you need to, what have you been avoiding is another thing. And that could be a phone call to Everything. make a dentist appointment. <laughs> Because I don't think you should have two planners, one for personal, one for business. You need to have one. I, and often I have clients who say, well, I've got like four planners. So I say, okay, we're going to make, we're going to, we're going to bring it down to one. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So thinking about those things, I'll, I'll give them different prompts to think about. It might even be something like, uh, what's something you can do for your significant other that you've been putting off? So those types of things are what I say that go ahead and put those things down. And maybe it's a phone call they've been avoiding. And if it's a, and oftentimes in a session, say I'm going to give away a secret now, I'll, I'll say, well, so how long would it take to make this, this phone call that you've been avoiding? Let's say maybe five minutes say, okay, um, I'm going to, you go ahead and mute me and make that phone call and I'll just wait. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and do it now. Um, and it oftentimes things we're avoiding take less time than we think. Um, so it's another thing to think about if if you're constantly pushing something off to the next day, you need to think, do I need to do it? Am I the person to do it? 
uh, and why am I avoiding this? And maybe it's because it's too big and needs to be broken down. So we'll often start with what's, what's the first small step we can, we can take towards something. Yeah. Yeah. I think sometimes we put things off because we feel pain associated with it. Yeah. So that's, that's why. Right. Um, there's pain or there's something we don't know. So we have to delve into that. It's kind of like um, you can ask a child. I, I don't ask clients why, but we could ask a child, why'd you do this? And they say, because of this. And why'd you think that? Because asking why five times is another technique you can use to ask yourself something to figure out why you are or aren't doing something. Right. What, um, what advice do you have for business owners that are struggling with email? Uh, just delete it all. Close the account. No. <laughs> Sometimes I wish we could do that. <laughs> you know what? Google has this. Um, not I know not everybody has Gmail, but a good majority of people do or a good chunk. So one thing uh, Google has that's kind of helpful is that uh, the default for a Google or for a Gmail account is that it has options on the left panel to, uh, it kind of pre-sorts. It'll say like promotional, social, right, et cetera. You could probably go to the promotional. I did this for the first time because I there is one email account. I... I don't stress about trying to get to inbox zero on my personal account, which is like, there's a lot of junk in there. Mm -hmm. I would waste too much time on it. I'm more concerned with the business email, but I did go and click that promotional email button and hit delete. And it cleaned out so much. It was really right. rewarding. So I do show people um, some quick ways to, uh, sort through emails and then unsubscribe and then they can delete all those emails in chunks. So it's pretty easy to delete. I don't know. I deleted 60,000 emails from my mother once um, and we knew exactly what we we're getting rid of. So, um, and it was in a, just a two hours time frame. Right. So there are some ways to get rid of some of the, the junk. Yeah. And, and, and I think sometimes that's what we got to do is wade through that to figure out, you know, what yeah. it is. And again, a lot of it, the organization, a lot of it has to do with our, our time management and things like that, that we're doing also. Yeah. Now, if you're, I used to use Outlook um, quite a bit with my, uh, with one of my old past jobs. I found that on a Mac, it does, it's not as robust as it is in the Windows environment, mm -hmm. um, but that it has a lot of great features for folders. And I used to use those religiously for keeping track of all these students yeah. I was interviewing. And I, and I had, a, you have to think about how, how do you think in terms of time? And back then I th thought in terms of semesters. <laughs> so right. everything was spring, summer, fall. We didn't have winter. So um, and I sorted emails that way. There can be issues, though, with making folders when that's just out of sight is out of mind. <clears throat> so it's it's really good to kind of get to know the environment of whatever email platform you're using and look to see what all those options are. Just go through the settings and just take some time and look. And, and you may say, see some things there that are easy to set up and use that are going to save you save you some time. Yeah, I know I, I use Outlook a lot 
And lots of times that's what, what I'll do with the emails because you can you know, right click on an email and you know set a reminder to go back to it if you're not if you don't have enough time to finish it or to right. schedule it that it's like hey somebody wants you to call them where you can you know schedule that you know on your time for for when you want to call them back and stuff like that so there exactly. there are some things like that that I know that I use to to, to try to help me but um, right. it, it it seems to be that 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 inbox just seems to keep growing and growing and growing. Doesn't seem that we have enough time in the day. Even if I sat down and tried to go through all of them, it, it would take forever. Yeah. Uh, I was just trying to be better you, with that. Yeah, it's it's hard. And just think, you know, progress is progress. If you, To get a good idea of what you're dealing with with your email, I would... Um, don't delete anything for a couple of days and just count how many new emails you're getting each day as on an average. And then you can start um, deleting, unsubscribing and that kind of thing. And then start seeing, you might, you'll see the numbers go down. That will make you feel better. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and also if you are um, saving emails and folders and things, I would all, especially when I was using Outlook, I would, um, I would get an in, I would get an email, I'd respond to it, then I'd go to my sent folder, change the subject line, and I had a file naming protocol, and I'd drag it into a folder. Mm -hmm. So I had their email and my response together, and I could get rid of the stuff that was in the inbox. Right, right. I, I do something similar to that. We have a management system that I can drag yeah. in and drop them in just for for the same same thing yeah but okay. I I kind of think that email is a lot like paper because there is a a, a saying and you know um 50 of statistics you see on the internet are wrong <laughs> so yeah. I'll just throw one out it's like we only retrieve about 20 percent of what we file away mm -hmm. with paper and that may be I suspect that may be pretty close the same in, as email. Right. I agree. Um, we've covered a lot of stuff here in, in the time that we've been on. What have I not asked you that you wish I had? That's going to be a big, big there's a lot, I'm sure. Yeah, I am. Um, let's see. Uh, let me think here. Hmm. I would say hire the person. Your assistant should be somebody who's opposite from you so if you are a high driver and, and let's say not so concerned with the details you do not need a mirror image of you you need somebody who takes care of the details so um i love giving assessments to um business owners and their staff because i think it makes a, it, they're so accurate because they um these are disc assessments right and they really give people an idea of who's who's good at what it's going to say their um their strengths their motivators and their competencies and you cannot you can't cheat those things right. <laughs> it's really helpful to know and then then it's also good to to know when you are hiring somebody you know what their strengths are going to be so you you want to know that the person you're getting is going to be a compliment to you and not the same because you've got to have a little bit of each of those styles and competency sets on your team in order to be to grow. Right, right. 
I definitely agree with that with over the years of hiring people. You know, the last thing I want is another me. Yeah. Uh, I want somebody that that's going to be opposite me, that's going that we're going to be able to complement each other um, right. instead of <laughs> having the same flaws. That's not good. Yeah. I had a client once we were in a mastermind together and he said he hired me a little later. And he said, yeah, I, we were sitting across the table and I was thinking, I need that brain in my company to help me. I need that. That's the side of the brain that I'm missing. Right. So it's the same thing. And um, and we're actually still working together three years later. That's um, awesome. There's there's always stuff to do. Right. So that's a, you know, again, it's another, it's another piece to the team that we need to hire and it, it uh, business owners need to hire um, to be part of their team so they can, you know, work the right plan. Right. So, so Barbara, people like what they've, what they've heard and they want to reach out to you. They want to talk to you. How can they get, in, get in touch with you? Just go to my website, zenyourden.com. And you can reach out to me there. Um, my, um, you can also give me a call at 904-500-7678. Um, but zenyourden.com is probably the easiest thing to remember. Okay. And, and before you were talking um, that you have some freebie things on your, on your website that people can go to to kind of help start the wheels turning here? Yep. Absolutely. On all of my service pages, you'll see an accompanying freebie there. Um, you can also go to zenyourden.com forward slash freebies with an S on it and see a whole list of them there as well. Great. Barbara, I really appreciate your time today. I know that a, a lot of the listeners got some really good nuggets out of this. And I think that that's, that's what's really important. Um, I know I've picked up a few things. Okay. So really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me on, Gary. Great. This week, our guest was Barbara Trapp uh, with Zen Your Den. I will see you guys next week. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.